Every episode begins with us stretching. Because we're sleepy. Oh, and my allergies are annoying. What's kind of funny, because I've been up for two hours. So I don't know why I need to stretch, but it feels really good. Um, I don't have any water, but oh well. I don't need water. Water's for suckers. Water! <laughs> Spongebob. <laughs> uh, I, I do that chocolate thing, but it's too loud. I don't want to do that. Might wake up our already awake kids and have do them the realize. What? You know, chocolate. Have you seen the one where they go to door to door and sell chocolate? Spongebob and Patrick. I'm trying to picture it. So every, pretty much everyone is just like, no, sorry, we're not going to do it. You know, we're not going to buy chocolate off you. But then they come to one person's house and he's like obsessed with chocolate. So like his eyes start bulging out and get all red and he just starts screaming chocolate. Or wait, I think like his grandma comes to the door first and she's like, oh, I don't know. Hey, Billy, do you want any chocolate? And then he just like goes on a rampage and starts screaming chocolate. I don't remember that one. It's pretty good. SpongeBob is pretty good. I like it. <laughs> and then Adventure Time is awesome. Haven't as well. introduced Ollie to SpongeBob yet. Not yet. Not yet. But he'd probably be into it. He's into cartoons. Yeah. All that fun stuff. All right, so this is a normal episode of the podcast talking about our kids, talking about how we just woke up, <laughs> uh, talking about TV episodes and shows we like. Welcome back. Welcome. This is regular podcasting episode opening material. Yeah. Fun. This fun is our, for everyone. what, eighth? Is it our ninth eighth or ninth? episode. We made it to Whoa. nine. So next week will be ten. That's crazy. Ten comes after nine. I'm just surprised that we've actually stayed with it this long. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I've tried to do podcasts in the past, and uh, this is this is this is a breakthrough. <laughs> oh no! Don't use stupid church term. <laughs> Anyways, what? well, you know, modern like generally like charismatic teachers talk about God giving breakthroughs. Oh. You know, praying for a breakthrough of cash into your oh. checking account. Goodness gracious. <laughs> no, sorry, I shouldn't start this off by mocking people. The word breakthrough isn't bad. That's just what came to my head. Um anyway i think it's okay to mock stupid stuff like that yeah yeah that's true i'm just saying i don't want to start off on that on that foot of like hey guys this episode we're just gonna make fun of people the whole time (laughs) Uh, they're stupid (laughs) they're so dumb you are really dumb (laughs) oh antoine right that was the name i don't know i think so i don't know good stuff though rest in peace what (laughs) He's not dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking of the other Antoine. Sorry. Which one? The one whose last name I can never pronounce correctly. Oh no! I don't know. Who you mean. Nielchen, something like that. Oh, oh, Anton. There you go. Yeah, Anton Nielchen. Yeah. Didn't even have first name right. 
Mm, pour one out for one's homies. Yeesh. On that note. Yeah. Just my bad. Things just got <laughs> dark. Uh, what were we saying? Nine episodes in. Fun yeah. times. They have been fun times. It has been fun to sit here and talk to you. Mm-hmm. I hope that we've blessed others, but it's been pretty awesome just being blessed by this time myself just to especially in our crazy busy season of life yeah just to have like a time set aside to talk to you i agree it has been really good like it um i don't know as as much as as much as we wanted to start this thing and just hit the ground running and do this for other people and you know to help um kind of just get these ideas out there uh yeah i i think also selfishly it's just really uh it's really helped us it's really um well i say help like it's not that we were in a bad place it's just like just strengthening and improving our relationship as well yeah especially like you said in this busy season um golly gee willikers (laughs) Uh, I just I uh, don't think I've ever heard you say that before. Oh, hey, that's hella weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Hopefully you've listened to the last episode and got that reference. Um. Oh yeah, it's just been really, really busy this, especially this past week. So classes started for me this past week. I don't know if I said it on previous episodes. I enrolled in Bible college. Yay! So I'm taking. Two eight-week courses, mm-hmm. which is fun. No, actually, actually, I do really like it. It's On top just, of your uh, full-time job. Top of my full-time job. And full-time my, husband, uh, full-time dad. Yeah, all those things. Full-time Full, student. Full-time co-host. <laughs> no, not really. It's, <laughs> it's only like a couple hours a week. Um, but yeah, so some things have fallen by the wayside, like basically things I do in my free time. <clears throat> video games your team uh, your free team free team <laughs> my free team free time i can't talk um, words are hard yeah they they are hard words <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> just weird i don't know i feel like yeah, i should be smoking are. a cigarette <sighs> words are hard You can't see me, but I just pretended like I was smoking Don't cigarettes. Don't smoke kids. You know, like I just said. Uh, yeah, it's not good for you. But I like smoking pipe. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, busyness, schoolwork, which has been has been really cool. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but yeah, it takes up a lot of time. So this has been really good to um, intentionally set aside time. Because um, I find that i am not a very intentional person (laughs) like i uh i just kind of go with the flow and i think in in some senses like that's a strength i'm not really tied down by too much if that makes any sense like and kind of just you know pretty chill hopefully i'm not too uh don't get riled up too easily but it's also a weakness in that um it's uh, I don't prioritize like I should. So this forces me to prioritize this time in just talking 
Uh, hence the name of the podcast. So talk to me. I don't know why I'm doing all these voices this morning. It's kind of yeah. weird. And I tend to be more intentional just because I'm more outspoken. Yes. Yes. So if something's on my mind, you're going to hear about it, basically. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. I think we complement each other in that. Yeah. I try and hold you back and you try and push me forward. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good. It's good. Like, I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment. I mean that seriously. It is good. Like, that is the purpose. (laughs) Yeah, I used to be way more outspoken in a very bad way. So you've definitely reined me in in that sense. A little cagey. A little cagey at times. A little cagey. But that's okay. And I, I would be very quiet at times. And I think I think a number of things, I mean, certainly you, you are my biggest influence uh, being married for eight years. Um, but I think also just life circumstances and things that are going on with uh, at work and, and, you know, like thinking about the future and, and becoming a father and like having to step up in that area of leadership. Um I think a number of things have just kind of coalesced to force me into being more, I was going to say outspoken. I don't know about outspoken, but to share my ideas. It's it's kind of like even solidifying in my own head, my ideas and my convictions has helped to, um, has helped me to be more outgoing with what I believe and not just, um, not just holding it all into myself for yeah. the sake of You're like more, not, yeah disturbing things or you're more assertive than you used to be yes there you go you just said that in four words (laughs) (laughs) what took me like 50 words to not say (laughs) so you complete me (laughs) oh you did a little heart and everything exactly like michael scott Yeah, we we reference TV a lot because, and we were even talking about this last night, we used to watch a lot of TV, um, but it's funny, especially, like I talked about being busy the past week, I haven't watched any TV, Yeah, except for last night, we watched The uh, Voice. Yeah, when we were at my grandparents' house. Um, I watch TV socially. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I mean, well, yeah, that's pretty much the only time we watch TV. Yeah. Because I remember... Because when Small Group was over last, you turned on Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, But, uh, yeah, I realized that, too. Like, I just, if I do watch something, it's the bits of, like, Moana or Shaun the Sheep or whatever Ollie's watching that I catch while I'm doing other things. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the constant, like, comedy TV shows that we would just have on in the background. Yeah. Arrested Development or The Office or yeah. Parks and Rec. Because we have a child that repeats everything. Yeah, so we can't don't. do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not come home one day and say, hi, Ollie, and then have him say, that's what she said. <laughs> that would be kind of, kind of weird. That'd be kind of hilarious, actually. <laughs> in the worst way. Because <laughs> knowing Oliver, he'd shout that out in the middle of a church service. That's true. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, not the best. That might be good for like a YouTube video, but in real <laughs> life, <laughs> I, uh, I I wouldn't really appreciate it. And I don't think people in church would appreciate it either. 
they'd probably think it was funny. <laughs> yeah, but for the wrong reasons. I don't know. That would be. But anyways, I'm not yeah. going to watch The Office all day in front of yeah. him. Is what? Yeah, probably not saying. a good idea. Oh, and Scrubs. Oh, or oh, Scrubs. Oh, Scrubs. Eh. That would probably be even worse. What? I don't know. I said or scrub. The way that I said it, it sounded like I was from the north. Like a Canadian or something. Yeah. I don't want to talk. What was that? (laughs) What? Someone just go through our front yard. Oh, (laughs) he was just chasing after Heidi. That's funny. That's cute. (laughs) Our neighbor's kid just ran through our front yard and his dad, her dad, excuse me, just uh, grabbed her and went back to their yard. Okay. I don't know why that freaked me out. I was just like, what the heck is going on? But our our front yard is on a slope, and so you can't really see. So I just saw the top the head, of someone's yeah. head move by. So I was like, what What the heck? But, no, that's fine. Our neighbors can come play in our yard. No big deal. <laughs> of course, our yard's a mess, but that's another story for another day, another time. I'm not going to say anything. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. And with that, you've said everything. You complete me. (laughs) Full circle. No, because it didn't come back to SpongeBob. Oh, does it have to come back to SpongeBob to be a circle? Well, that's where we started. But SpongeBob is a cube, a rectangle. That's true. It's not a circle. (laughs) There's nothing circular about him. Oh, I guess the holes in the sponge are circular. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Everything comes back to SpongeBob. SpongeBob. All right. <laughs> that was a Scrubs reference, though. Not the SpongeBob part. Yeah. Yeah. The musical episode. It's a good one. It is a good one. All right. So we talked about earlier. I mean, we mentioned how, like, this podcast has been a blessing to us and, you know, just to set aside time and talk to each other. You know, like the title of the podcast. Um, so we figured that we would give a little backstory on who we are and um, why we value something like this, like talking to each other and just communicating, especially in this time of life when things are kind of crazy. Although I say that, I, th- I think as I get older, I've noticed that things are always going to be crazy. And then when you get used to the craziness, it just gets crazier. Cause like, it's true. I don't know. You think of the different stages of life and being out on your own is crazy because you're learning how to be an adult and then getting married is crazy because then you're learning how to um, divide your time and like how to grow together as a married couple. And then you have kids and it's crazy because you're still dealing with those things. And then you throw a kid into the mix and you have to give up, you know, like sacrifice a lot. Like you realize how selfish you are. And so then you have to change and you have to, be intentional about how you um, raise your kids and be intentional about spending time with your spouse. And so like, I mean, it's just always going to be great. And then you go back to school. (laughs) Oh, um, so yeah, Yeah. life, life just always, I mean, adulthood is like just a bunch of new normals basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I would say to anyone, I mean, I'm sure Things just keep changing and you just have to have to keep getting used to life being different. Yes. Yeah. One thing I've learned is don't look forward to a time when things will calm down because that magical time never happens. (laughs) 
<laughs> in my experience. I mean, there there are times, you know, you take a week off work, okay? Uh, you know, you go on a trip, you do something like that. Sure, sure. Times like that are great. Um, but they are not, like you said, they are not normal. The new normal. The new normal is always crazier. And, and I think, hey, not to Jesus juke it, but I think that's <laughs> kind of what God says when he says like if you're faithful in the little things i'll give you more i'll give you bigger things so like unless you're totally screwing up you're gonna get more put on your plate like if you're doing Mm -hmm. well which you ought to be as a christian you ought to be seeking to glorify god in everything and so do your work and and whatever your work is fulfill your roles well wow that was really loud sorry (laughs) um yeah, you, you should be attempting to to do better for the glory of God. And so you are going to get more responsibilities added on there. And so life is just going to get crazy. But back to what I was talking about. Um, yeah, we wanted to share a little bit about who we are and why uh, why we find this valuable. Why having good communication is so important. Yeah. So you suggested this topic. How did you want to start? Um, well, I kind of wanted to start with basically how we realized that communication is so important. Um, we haven't always had great communication, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's something we had to learn through some hardships um that god was gracious enough to bring us through so so i guess we we realized that we weren't great communicators <laughs> with each other <laughs> well i guess just in general because it sort of bleeds into every relationship um when it was 2012 when uh your brother passed away um and I mean, neither one of us had ever like lost a family member that close. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was just a, a big uh, shock to, I mean, everyone, um, mm-hmm. but also to our marriage. Um, just cause when stuff like that happens, um, the cracks that are already there tend to uh, be tend to get bigger. Um, yeah, if if I can if I can interject, yeah. I mean I think everyone deals with grief differently, and so that makes that makes it even more difficult, especially for something like that that affects so many people. Um, it affects different people in different ways, you know, just depending on your temperament, um, even depending on your age, you know, my sister was still a teenager when that happened. Like, that's crazy. Um, They were both teenagers when that happened. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. See, it's all just like a time warp. Um, so, and I, and I realized actually a couple weeks ago, I was hanging out with some friends from work and I had mentioned that. And one of my good friends who I've been working with for over a year now, was kind of like taken aback, like like he didn't know that that had happened. And I was like, oh, shoot, I guess I've just never brought it up. So if you know me, I apologize if you don't know this about me, because this is kind of a, uh, a, it was a very affecting time in my, you know, it's like 
one of the most terrible things that's ever happened to me. (laughs) And I think it's changed me certainly. Um, But I think God has used it. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot there and I I don't necessarily to make this all about that, but I do just, you know, just want to say, I'm sorry if, if you didn't know this, I, I grew up with four brothers and sisters. It was all five of us at home, homeschooled. Um, and my younger brother, uh, gosh, it's been almost six years now. So it'll be six years in January. Uh, he was in a car accident on his way home from work. Yeah. And, uh, and he died. It was really sudden. Like, you know, one day he's here, yeah. one day he's not. And it was like, kind of a thing. died on impact. Like just, it was. Yeah. We were all like completely blindsided. Yeah. You know, you just don't think that it happened. He's 21 years old. He's, uh, he was engaged like. yeah it's it just really kind of um you can't plan for something like that yeah um so there's a lot to say about that and i don't necessarily want to make this all about that um certainly there's a lot to learn from that but really i don't mind talking about it like like i said everyone processes grief differently Mm -hmm. and certainly there are days when i'm just like man i wish i could hang out with my younger brother um and and i get i get down i get sad because he's not here on earth. Um, but also as a Christian and, and, you know, as well as I can know that someone else is a Christian, I know that he was. Um, so I'll see him again someday. Um, it really doesn't make me sad to bring him up. So like, hey, if you want to, you know, talk to me about that, like, go for it. Because I love talking about my younger brother. He's an awesome guy. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to interject and say that. <laughs> You know, sorry if you didn't hear that from me and you're just hearing it now. Uh, I just, I know that it tends to kind of like, uh, it does, it's it's weird. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I am perfectly fine talking about it. But I know once I say, oh yeah, when my brother died, everything in the room just like stops. Yeah. Like people are just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and, and so like, I don't tend to bring it up as much as I, as, as it, pops in my head or I think about it um, because again, like it's affecting, it has affected my life, you know, mm-hmm. in a profound way, my relationship with God. Um, yeah. I, I don't always bring it up because I don't yeah. want like it immediately. The conversation changes um, because I brought it up. Um, so yeah. So, so that, yeah, that happened. And like I said, almost six years ago yeah. that he passed away. Yeah, we were, we had only been married for like two and a half years um, at the time. That would have been right on two because it was in January. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Two and a few months. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, two and a half pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so you got married in August. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, that just completely shook us neither one of us had ever had that happen uh didn't know how to deal with it Mm -hmm. you kind of shut down like Mm. um and i had never experienced that side of you and so it was just a lot of a lot of things at once i didn't know how to like grieving myself i didn't know how to comfort you Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah, there there were just a lot of <laughs> a 
gosh, we were so young. Um, just didn't know how to process that and deal yeah. with that. And um, well, and, and because grief looks different for everyone. I mean, everyone processes it differently. Um, I've I've been pretty open. I think at least on this podcast. And if you know me, I, you know I don't know if we've had this conversation. Um, but I tend to, I know one of my weaknesses is that I tend to like not speak, like I tend to kind of try and process things by myself. Internally, yeah. Yeah, before I kind of talk. And, um, I think that this, that definitely it, um, like that character flaw was, more exemplified during this time because it's like I don't know how to process this but also um like that is just a a weakness for me is that I'm bad at like intentionally talking through things intentionally communicating even like with friends I tend to just um you know forget and time goes by and we don't hang out like I don't reach out like I should you know like a good friend would um, I, I tend to kind of just go with the flow and not be intentional about those things. And so I think when, when something like this that happened that just totally rocked my world, like that's, yeah. I just kind of fell back on that of like, well, I'm just going to process this and I'm not going to, um, you know, life goes on and, and yeah, I'll, I'll deal with this, but mm-hmm. I just fell back into that way. You know, you, you mentioned yeah. like the cracks in your relationship. Like I, I think on a personal level, it was a, a crack. It was a weakness in my character right. that I just fell back into of like. Yeah. We learned a lot down. about ourselves during that time. Yeah. Um, uh, like for instance, I, you know, growing up without, sorry, if anyone of you knows me and doesn't know this about me, I'm sorry, but um, I grew up without knowing my biological father, had an abusive stepdad, so I'm that, you know, daddy issues girl. Um, and I had always, I had always sought the attention of men. So when the, when this happened and Josh sort of shut down and wasn't, um, you know, really talking to me or paying attention to me at all. I, uh, I, this is something that I learned about myself (laughs) (laughs) during that time because I sought that out just sort of like unintentionally was Mm. seeking that out. Um, and a friend of ours at the time, um, started kind of pursuing me during that time. Uh, and our friendship became inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, like, thankfully, by God's grace, nothing physical ever happened, but um, just grew emotionally and too close to this person and started having feelings for them, and that wasn't, that wasn't okay. That wasn't honoring to my husband and it wasn't honoring to God. Um, and, uh, it could have been a a lot worse. Um, but by God's grace, it wasn't. Um, but that was a huge time of, 
uh, just hurt in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Like it, that hurt you so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, so it, it's kind of a complex situation as all of these types of situations are. Um, there, there was another dimension where your friendship was also, it also branched out into kind of a, an outlet for, um, just doing things that you enjoy that I'm not very good at, but it was also a creative outlet for you and this other person, um, that I couldn't really provide or that I, I never really attempted to provide. Um, so from my perspective, you were getting close to your friend um, and I was dealing with the fact that like, like he was providing that for you and I was inadequate. Um, But then also that, uh, that was kind of my focus is like, oh man, like she's, uh, she's able to, to do this and like, and enjoy doing this, having this creative outlet um, in a way that I can't. And so my focus was like, that's the problem is the creative outlet, not necessarily the, the friendship, like the friendship is a byproduct because of that. But the fact that you're able to, um, to enjoy doing this so much with this other person was like, I don't know if this is right. And, um, we, we sought help in that. Like, again, my focus was, was skewed because it wasn't necessarily about, um, you growing close like that wasn't how i tackled the problem i tackled the problem by like well um there are issues with you um i didn't even know that i don't think you've ever told me that before well that well that's where our counsel centered around Mm -hmm. because we saw we sought counsel with two different pastors on staff at our church yeah and that's what the that's what we talked about Mm -hmm was kind of whether I should continue in this creative outlet with this person. Right. Exactly. Because it took up so much time. Yeah. And And because you were made uncomfortable by it. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of snowballing. It's like, well, if this is like, this could actually be a thing that, that affects your future. And, and, you know, like this could be a source of work. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it was, and it would take a commitment to do that. Yeah. And so that's where the counseling, that's where I was attempting to seek counsel together was like should this really happen because this is making me uncomfortable so it wasn't necessary i i didn't i didn't try to get i was trying to go around the issue i wasn't necessarily um comfortable leading Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the proper way and and like saying it outright even when our friends would right well in in hindsight in hindsight those pastors I think kind of saw something that we didn't yeah. at the time mm-hmm. um, because they both said no, that I should stop doing that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, I mean, you had made it clear that you were uncomfortable with it. So I think that was the big determining factor for them. Um, mm-hmm. But, but the fact that like they didn't see your uncomfortability as, being selfish it was possessive or right it it was it was a red flag for them yeah um uh but apparently it wasn't a red flag for me (laughs) well in in that like i mentioned even our friends we had some friends mention how 
you kind of changed when you were around this person mm -hmm. and you were, you denied it. Yeah. And it was hard for me to oh, see. Yeah. I, mean, I was just constantly lying to myself and lying to myself that it wasn't anything, that there wasn't anything wrong. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. And it, it was, it was difficult for me because again, I'm kind of a processor. And so I'm like trying to move forward, but not, not wanting to be too harsh Again, I think that's that character flaw is, is wanting to be more passive and not directly wanting to deal with the issue. But then I also didn't want to come on too strong and, and you know, rule with an iron fist or something like that. You know, like I, I wanted to make sure that is the way that I'm thinking about this relationship um, wrong? Like, am I being too obsessive? Because background information is that when we first got married, we kind of like balled up and just spent all of our time with each other yeah like there there were times when it was uncomfortable to be separated where like if i would go do something if i would hang out with friends by myself it would make both of us uncomfortable mm -hmm. because we weren't around each other yeah which there, there we had a lot of issues going into marriage <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so with that as my background as our background i also wanted to make sure like that that wasn't what was going on here. I wasn't just being super possessive. Um, not to give myself a way out. Again, I think that I, like, I was uh, part of the problem here in that I, I wasn't communicating with you and I wasn't leading properly in how to deal with what was going on either. I wasn't being clear um, in leading. Yeah, so it, that was a very difficult um, time, mm -hmm. you know, what, three, four month period. Um, oh no, I think it was much longer than that. Okay. But it came to a head for a few months Yeah, where I, after, after talking with friends, after seeking counsel with a couple pastors at our church, um, and things hadn't really changed, uh, it was really affecting me to the point where I wasn't eating very well, like hardly at all. I wasn't sleeping hardly at all, like maybe an hour or two a night um, because I was just so like obsessed, I guess. And I just felt kind of dead. I know that that sounds really uh, harsh, um, but I felt like I couldn't get through to you. And I felt like, uh, like I didn't, yeah, I had no control over what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you weren't alone in that at the time. Like I was so stressed out about everything that I wasn't sleeping much either. And mm -hmm. I, this probably sounds weird to some people, but I had started to like, I, I've never had an acne issue in my entire life and I started to like break out mm. um, because I was so stressed out mm. and that had never happened to me. So I'm sure a lot of you out there are like, oh, oh no, you had pimples. <laughs> <laughs> but just know that like that, like that was a big telling f factor mm -hmm. because it was, yeah, I just never had that issue. And I was like, why am I breaking out? Oh, I should probably think about what I'm doing with my life. 
because I'm really stressed out because I'm like leading two different lives basically is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it, I mean, from my perspective, it showed in our life because when you're so excited about, um, about creating something with someone else, um, it, Again, it might be my neurosis, but it, it hurt when like mm-hmm. you would just be so excited and then you would um, like show me, you know, th- something that you started and then be like, oh man, I can't wait to show this to him and see what he can do with it and how we can make this better. And it's just like, man, that hurts. Like I can't, I can't do that. Right. And that wasn't like me intentionally trying to hurt you. It right. Was, I, no, like, no, no, I was not at excited. all. I was excited. But, exactly. <clears throat> but like, I mean, we used to write music together when we were first married. Um, and then that just sort of like fizzled out, you know, as things do when life picks up. Um, and and then, yeah, like I started writing songs with this person and it was going somewhere. And so yeah. I can see how that affected you and like hurt you because it was like wait i thought this was like our thing yeah and now it's y'all's thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i wanted to be supportive too so like i was fighting within myself is like i love that you're able to do this and i love that you love it Um, right but the point is that we like we didn't come out in the open and actually talk to each other about these things we did like it was just all like tiptoeing around each other right and so when it did come to a head for me i exploded yeah um yeah you did but it was that was good okay that was good because that's what made me stop Mm -hmm. and realize what was going on yeah yeah there well and even i mean they were kind of like smaller i i felt like it was kind of up and down for a little while where like if if I confronted you on something that you were doing, um, I'd get really upset and then we'd talk and then things would be better for a little while and um, then I'd notice that you'd kind of revert back and I would kind of stuff it down and not want to address it immediately. Like, just be like, okay, no, we had this conversation, conversation so maybe she's not doing it. Like maybe she's not, you know, talking all the time with this guy, um, you know, cause we had different work schedules, you know, you were working, you're working daycare, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're working during the day and I, I had like a noon to nine shift, something like that. So we kind of like, we didn't see each other as much as like a normal couple would anyway. We weren't, we weren't on the same like nine to five schedule. Um, so yeah, it it was just, it was hard, but my point in saying that is that like, yeah, we wouldn't, like you said, we wouldn't just address the issue of like, Hey, um, our marriage comes first, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was the issue was that we need to be able to talk about what's going on and, and the issues that we have. And I feel mm-hmm. like there was some of that that was addressed when we, when we sought counsel from our pastors so side right. note, but we should have sought more counseling was also an issue mm-hmm. um, that we um, 
I should have been more open to seeking more counseling because I was so ashamed of what was going on. Uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want anyone to know, um, about the, the sin that I had committed against you and against God. And, um, cause I was just wrapped up in shame. Um, and again, by God's grace, we were able to, you know, he brought us through it and mm-hmm. brought us closer together and yeah. had us learn some pretty hard lessons. Yeah. Yeah. A lot about ourselves and a lot about um, us together yeah. and how how we need to communicate mm-hmm. how we need to talk. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, there was a lot of just like self-revelation of like, hey, dude, you're a horrible leader. <laughs> <laughs> like you like to take the back seat and that's not going to work in marriage. Right. And mine was like, hey, girl, you got some issues you yeah. need to deal with, like got some daddy issues you need to like stop mm-hmm. take it back yeah. don't seek out like attention from men mm-hmm. and it and it hurts to learn these things about you um but it's so much uh you have to know in order to address the issues and so it was a lot of just kind of like growing up of like hey things aren't always going to be perfect and you're not perfect you're not as perfect as you think you are and this marriage isn't as perfect as you think it is yeah Um, as great as it is at times like there's some issues there's some underlying issues with the both of you that you need to find ways to to work out and it's not a quick fix yeah like it's not you know we were again we were married for two years at this point and, and like it it was great you know we didn't have any issues up to that point like we hardly ever argued about anything yeah well um, i mean we had issues but we didn't really communicate about them okay so it didn't seem like we had issues yeah yeah i mean newlyweds you do, you don't know those those things but i'm saying like it wasn't it wasn't a bad relationship up to that point you know like we both loved being married no, yeah to I each mean, other we had like intimacy issues and stuff yeah but yeah but I mean, again, it's like newlywed stuff. I don't know. I just kind of assume stuff that a lot of people go through. Well, but the intimacy issue was because of s- some sin. That we yeah, had. that's true. That's true. So we'll just come out and say it. I had an issue with porn. Like that that was a problem for me. And um, we were sex- sexually active with each other before we got married. So there was like guilt and shame in that. So, yeah. I mean, surprise, surprise, getting married didn't cure our sin issues. Yeah, yeah, it didn't fix our... Oh, gosh, I was going to use a term, but you told me you don't like it the other day. Uh, I was going to say our sexual brokenness, but like our sexual sin, like the problems that we yeah. had um, in that area, specifically me. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, to all you non-married people, marriage doesn't fix everything. <laughs> um, it's hard but it's, it's good. Like it, God uses it for your sanctification. I'll yes. put it that way. Um, and he certainly has an hour case. So why do we tell this story is um, to, to go back to the point of even why we're doing this podcast. Not that we have a terrible marriage <laughs> at all by any means. 
we have learned a lot. And uh, one of the big things that we've learned is that we need to be able to communicate, especially with my issues, with my um, uh, tendency to just kind of like sit and think on things and not communicate, not talk about what I'm actually thinking about. And my tendency to kind of, um, yeah, ball up inside myself. It's really important um, to be able to communicate and to specifically communicate. So I think I've said before that I, I'm the type of person where if nothing is wrong, then everything is great. Like if I don't realize that there's a problem, so basically, let me put it this way. I could go six months without going on a date if when I get home at night, Sam is just cool, you know, like she's not super stressed out. She's just like, you know, it, if I don't know that there's a problem, then I'm not going to make an effort to to go above and beyond. Yeah, husbands, okay. don't do that. Don't. No. Don't do that. I'm saying this you is need a character to actively flaw. pursue your wife exactly. and that means romantically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that, I mean, that's an issue that I just, I don't, I am a very laid back person. And while I think that there are some good things about that, there's a lot of bad things when it comes to being a leader that you can't <laughs> just put on the back burner and just be passive about. And I'm a very vocal person. So mm -hmm. if, and even through all of that, all the hardships that we've gone through, like I've learned to even be more vocal, like mm -hmm. wives, your husbands cannot read your mind. <laughs> if they just, they don't have that power. Um, we women might have that power sometimes with each other, but men don't have that power. So don't expect them to read your mind. If you are feeling like, you want your husband to come home with flowers and you're envisioning this thing throughout the day where he just comes in and gives you flowers because just for some reason you've built this up in your mind and he doesn't and then you're mad at him. That's on you, honey. Like that was a very ridiculous expectation. If you want him to bring you flowers, you tell him you want him to bring you flowers. If you want to go out on a date, you tell him you want to go out on a date. Like, be vocal. Speak your mind. <laughs> tell him what you're thinking. Yeah. Obviously, do it in a gracious way. I haven't always been very good at that. Um, but, yeah, like, be open. Be honest. Like, basically, let each other know your expectations and be honest about whether or not those are um, realistic. Realistic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't let husbands off the hook. Look, guys, um, I'm saying this is a character flaw of mine. I need to be better. I need to be more intentional about pursuing my wife. So, like, even when she doesn't ask, you ought to be seeking ways that you can make her feel... Um, pursued make mm -hmm. her feel like you you truly love her and value her over everyone else right um, but wives also be gracious yeah because i mean like my husband is really busy in this season of life he's got a full-time job he's a full-time husband full-time dad full-time student right now 
Um, so even though I may want to, I don't know, go out and see a movie or go out to dinner, like he's really busy and he has responsibilities and I understand that that can't always happen. We also only have one income, so spending money isn't just isn't incredibly realistic. <laughs> so <laughs> like if if you really want um something to happen, like go out on a date or something and your husband's just really busy and just isn't really thinking about it, you know, bring it up. Like be like, "Hey babe, you know, do you want to just go for a walk together or you know, once the kids go down for a nap, like pop in a movie and drink some wine and, you know, just, I mean, we've done that. Yeah. Just laid out times. blankets on the floor and like sat and watched a movie and had some wine and. It's been nice. Yeah. Even when you have to walk around with the five month old. Yeah. She's whining. <laughs> uh, it's still, been, it's been real nice. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Being intentional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being creative. That's something I need to work on. And. And so I think that comes back to what we're talking about is being able to communicate these things um, is a key part of any relationship, especially a marriage relationship of um, it's, it's uncomfortable if you don't know how, and you have to learn your spouse's um, communication style Yeah, because some people are more sensitive. Um, Again, Samantha is is much a much more vocal person, so I can talk to her in a way, uh, I I can be blunt with her in a way that would hurt someone else. Um, quick story: We went on a youth trip one time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a week long trip uh, where the kids don't know where we're going, and we just take buses and we travel around Texas and sometimes other states as well. Shout out to road um, rules. The road rules. It's awesome. Like it was so much fun when we went. Um, but the youth in our van, um, were very nervous for the first couple of days because of the way that Samantha and I would get annoyed with each other. And, and (laughs) granted, we probably talked to each other in ways that we shouldn't have. Like we weren't as gracious with each other as we should have been because we were, I was freaked out about driving a 25 passenger or 15 passenger van because I drive a scooter and I'm horrible at reading maps. Yeah, so so there was definitely some tension, um, but the kids in our van yeah. felt that so much stronger than we did because we're used to like we're used to being blunt with each other yeah. over certain things. Well, and especially like driving, I feel like we've always been like that. Like I've always been a backseat driver. I've just always been that way. Yeah, and you sort of just got used to it, and like, yeah would talk to me the way I talked to you. Mm -hmm. So like it, it was just sort of like this back and forth, like banter that if you're not used to it, sounds like we're really fighting with each other. Yeah. Yeah. But we weren't. Right. Um, Right. And the kids uh, thought we were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we were cussing at each other. It doesn't mean, you know, we were throwing stuff at each other or anything like that. But I'm just saying it it seemed um, much more aggressive towards each other to these youth, these students in the van that didn't, um, that didn't know us. And we had a conversation with them like two days in where we all kind of laughed it off 
because they basically said they thought we were like going through a hard time in our marriage and that we were going to get divorced after this trip. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny because we were just like, oh no, we're like, we're having a great time. This is awesome. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's there's some tension. Like it's frustrating in the car, just like trying to deal with each other, but not that we were, not that any of that left the van. Yeah. You know, there was no begrudging each other at, all like in the least it was just like okay we just need to get to the next place and i need to know where this exit is and she can't tell me where this exit is because she's frustrated by these um by these directions you know just (laughs) things like that where there was certainly there was frustration but it wasn't it wasn't in the character of the other person yeah you know um so and that's a much longer story than i meant it to be but um that to say is that like you do have to learn your spouse's communication style yeah and you you do have to push them as well. So if someone is very sensitive to the way that you speak, sometimes you do have to, for lack of a better term, kind of get over that and say what needs to be said mm-hmm. at times. Yeah, you can't so that always they can avoid understand your spouse's feelings. Right now, I'm not saying every time <laughs> you address. Because things will annoy us, little things that we can just let go. It's not a big deal. I'm not saying you have to address every little thing every little time. Right. But if there's an issue and it needs to to be brought up, like, don't shy away from it because you think that it's going to hurt your spouse. Like, obviously, be gracious with your words. Right. Um, Use a gracious tone. Um, But, yeah, don't shy away. Like, don't avoid conflict, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, don't seek it out. (laughs) No. But don't avoid it. Right. Right. And and if you're having a hard time with that, I would say seek counseling. Yes. Like, go to someone else who can help both of you communicate Mm -hmm. with each other. Because if that's a problem, I mean, I mean... This whole story, this was us stumbling through our lack of communication yeah. and learning that we need to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been avoided. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we would have addressed uh, the myriad of issues in in our lives, it could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that with regret. Like, God certainly used it, certainly used that time in my life. I mean, like I said, it started with my brother dying. Like, it has profoundly affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, well, and since we went through all of that, like when my mom passed away, like those issues didn't pop up. Right. Because we had dealt with them. Yeah. And worked through them. And yeah. now we know how to, we can spot them. We can see it when they're creeping up. And right. we can kill it basically. Yeah. Yeah. We can address it yeah. when it comes up. Definitely. So it is, you know, God uses um, what was meant for evil for good, for his ultimate glory uh, and for our sanctification. Amen. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Like, yes, those were the most difficult time. I mean, that period of the few months was the most difficult time in my life, but it has brought so much fruit. Like there has been so much good that's come from the fact that I've had to deal with these things. Um, Oh, and I feel like we should be clear. Um, That friend is no longer in our lives. Like after that came to a head, he's 
I haven't seen him for however many years ago that was. Yeah. Um, haven't talked to him. Like those ties were completely cut off. Um, so I basically I say that because I want to encourage anyone if you have gone through that or are going through that. Um, those ties need to be cut with that person, mm-hmm. completely cut. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, man. Because your marriage is more important. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. If you've been listening to these episodes, you know that I, I attempt to strike a balance. You know, I try my hardest not to take hard stances on a lot of things. I try and kind of see multiple perspectives, or maybe I'm just fooling myself and I only think that about myself. But, um, in this issue, I do think that that's what needs to happen. Um, if you have any type of romantic ties with anyone other than your spouse, you need to completely cut that person out of your life. I understand that that's difficult. I understand that they have probably walked with you through some tough things, but it needs to to end. Um, I can think of a recent, a recent, um, for lack of a better term, Christian celebrity who had, had gone through this very same thing where someone from his past had contacted him and they struck up a conversation and it turned romantic and it destroyed his marriage. Like, and, and it's, the way that things look right now, it almost looks like it's destroying his faith as well because oh, of yeah. what he's uh, because of what he's walking through. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not. Yes, these issues are complex, but this is something that people have gone through, and it is you're walking through fire, man. You can't play with fire, no matter what those ties are. Even if the other person is a Christian. And you understand, oh no, marriage is, you know, marriage is sacred and we're not going to go against that. Get out of that relationship if there are feelings because you can't, um, you can't play with fire and expect not to get burned. Exactly. Um, It will destroy you. So just cut it out as soon as you can. I, um, in my, to a much lesser extent, before we got married, um, I had a couple of friends, a couple of friends who are girls that um, we had talked about, like basically we had said that we had feelings for each other, but we never pursued it. Like it was not the right time. We had acknowledged that. And so we were just good friends. Um, looking back, I don't know how effective that was from their end because uh, people deal with that in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as teenagers, you know, I was 19, 18, 19 at the time. Um, and I remember after after we got engaged that you told me that I needed to stop talking with them, uh, with two different people in particular. And that was really hard for me because I'm like, we've had, you know, like for the few years I've known these people, like we've had really good conversations. And yes, there were feelings but that wasn't, you know, to me, that wasn't the core of the relationship. Like, like the feelings came out of the fact that we were able to talk with each other and have good conversation and really kind of like be close with each other. But you told me that that wasn't going to fly. <laughs> you know, that, that shouldn't be a part of our marriage because you didn't know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as difficult as it was, I had to tell them that like, hey, my 
fiance is uncomfortable with our relationship with us talking. So I'm sorry, but I have to put her first and we can't, uh, we can't keep talking basically. And I think that was for the best, um, you know, as, as, as great as, as they were as people, you know, and as much as like, Hey, I'd like to check up on them, see how they're doing because they, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're just great people. Uh, it's not wise because I don't want to, And, and jeopardize what we have well and we're not we're not saying that like anyone you ever have ever had feelings for in the past like that you can't ever talk to them ever again right because we have friends like um who are married to other people now that like we used to have feelings for Mm -hmm. um i would never talk to this person like alone i think that would be weird Mm -hmm. um excuse me but i mean we've hung out with them and their spouse like together like we're good friends like it's it's not weird yeah yeah (laughs) um i mean but yeah i would never like seek out to just talk to them alone like that would be that would be weird well and if you did have any type of feelings for another person you have to address it like you can't continue to to hang out with that person right basically um because i think what you're talking about is someone that you used to have feelings for not that you currently do right right yeah i think i think that's that's huge because once that starts i mean it's not gonna it can completely destroy your marriage yeah anyways I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> uh, just be careful out there, guys. People. I didn't mean that, just guys. <laughs> guys can be jerks. Girls can be jerks. <laughs> We're all messed up. Amen to that. So. So, yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> That's why we're talking. Right. If you wondered why we're doing this podcast. It's to be more intentional about our communication. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think because of that time in particular, we have been more intentional about communicating. Mm-hmm. But like everything in life, there are there are seasons, you know, up and down where we haven't communicated very well, and it's come to a head, and we've had, yeah. you know, we've had, we've been laying in bed at ten p.m. and not falling asleep until one a.m. because we're arguing with each other. <laughs> you know, that that happens too when when you don't address issues. Um, but yeah, guys, you know, Sam says it almost every episode, talk to your spouse. Seriously. Learn these communication skills are extremely important. Yes. And, um, in a broader context, you know, if we're not talking about married people, I think communication in general is important and to learn how to, how to talk to people is important just Mm -hmm. as a Christian and how you relate to other people. Yeah. Because the Christian life is not meant to be lived alone. Um, whether whether you're married or whether you're single, you should be in community with other people. Yes, you should yes. be able to speak into other people's lives. Um, you know, even take that motherly or fatherly role in someone else's life, or have someone speak into you and address your own um, issues that you have. Because as Christians, we all uh, come to terms with the fact that we're not perfect, right? That we have problems and that we need God to. Um, 
to kill the sin that's in us mm-hmm. and we need to fight in order to kill that sin as well. Yeah. Um, so it's important for anyone to learn how they communicate and learn how to communicate with other people um, for the glory of God, for the glory of the gospel, like in order to share the gospel. Um, you know, I can, I can think of people who were very aggressive about their gospel presentations with everyone and how that pushes people away. Um, some people with some people that is extremely effective because they see the passion that you have for, um, the truth of God and what God has done. But then with other people, it comes off so aggressive that they're, they completely shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to take a more gentle and more, um, I was going to say loving approach, but that's not the right word because you can be aggressive and still be loving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but even just that, that gentle that gentleness, a more relational approach. Let me say yeah. that. That's um, a good word. So communication is important for, for anyone. Uh, we just talk about it in the context of marriage because we're married and we <laughs> see how, um, how it's vital for marriage yeah. in general, uh, for any marriage, for anyone you're, you're with. I mean, I, I can't imagine, but there are people, you know, who are separated from their spouse for long periods of time. We have, we have some friends who are in the military and, you know, like being away from your spouse that sucks. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine that, but, um, but you have to learn how to communicate through that mm-hmm. so that you don't, um, drift apart and so that your marriage is still strong and yeah. you're glorifying God in that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just want to encourage, like, if, if you are going through a really hard time in your marriage, um, don't, don't use this episode as a, a counseling session. Um, yeah. We are not counselors. Nope. We are not pastors. Nope. We don't have any sort of spiritual authority in your life. Nope. Um, so if you are going through a hard time, seek out Christian counseling. Yeah. Seek out a pastor, an elder, like talk to them about it. Um, because, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, it's, it's your marriage. You know, yeah. you don't play with that. It's that's incredibly important, you yeah. know. It's the role that God's called you to play. Well, yeah, you know? Paul says it's a picture of Christ in the church. Like yeah. what can be more important than that? Like you need to um you need to keep your marriage God glorifying and in yeah. order to do that, you need counsel. You can't lean on your own other understanding. So yeah, and I say that extends to any episode that we do. Uh, don't view us as as a spiritual authority. View us as peers. There's a right. reason that this podcast is conversational between the two of us, is because that's kind of. I mean, it sounds really, uh, it sounds really, um, what you might call it, like modern and relevant and hipster. <laughs> like, let's just have a conversation. We're not, we're not preaching a sermon. We just want to have a conversation. But no, like this is a conversation. This right. is not a sermon. Um, we are not. When we take hard stances on things, um, we think you ought to take those hard stances as well. But we are not authority over you. So right. take what we say and you know because we say it, I, I would i would encourage you to think about it and mm-hmm. evaluate what we're saying but like i've said we we could be wrong you know right. we could be wrong about Seek a out number those things, of things for yourself um right. you know this is our perspective research and, those things study them for yourself yeah while we have come to these conclusions and while we are convicted in these areas and we think you ought to be as well um we're not 
authority. We are your peers. So, yep. um, yeah, please treat us like that. Don't don't reference the podcast as <laughs> absolute truth. <laughs> Go to your Bible and your pastor. Yes, and um, and and do the hard work. You know, it's easy to listen to podcasts. I do it all the time, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love it. It helps in my in formulating the way that I think. But any pastor, um, even the ones that have been very you know the most formative in my life. Excuse me, not my direct pastors. Any any like podcast host, any pastor. When I've listened to sermons, I'm thinking particularly of someone like John Piper, who his his work has uh, profoundly influenced me. Or C.S. Lewis. I love you know what he's written and the way that he thinks. Uh, I would disagree with both of them on issues. Um, you know, th- they're not my spiritual authority mm-hmm. per se, but they have great things to say and things that God uses them and the things that they have said to change me and to draw me closer to him but um they are not my spiritual authority in my life so so um like i would i would encourage you to kind of like think that through like who is your spiritual authority and Mm -hmm. who like align yourself properly before god right well and seek that out in scripture like what does scripture say like who your spiritual authorities are yeah yeah and please don't say a YouTube pastor. As good as those can be, they're not. No. They're not over you. There's a reason you if live If you're not in you their live. church, then yeah. no, they're not over you. Exactly. It, it, there's, there's re- God has placed, you know, if we believe that God is sovereign, then he has placed you in a place where you can only listen to that person on YouTube and not attend his church. So, Yeah. Do you think we've talked long enough about that? Do you think we've communicated about communication? <laughs> about have we podcasted about podcasting enough <laughs> about our podcast? I think so. And if y'all have any questions about anything, you know, shoot us an email. Yeah. Tweet us on the Twitters. On the the tweets. Do the tweets with the little birdie blue yeah. checks i don't remember what our email is or what our twitter is so, so talk to me to podcast at gmail.com or on twitter so underscore talk to me there you go yeah yeah okay yeah you got something <laughs> to say we're here uh i can't guarantee that we will get back to you in a timely manner or at <laughs> all um, I apologize for that, but if you, if you, I, I do guarantee that if you email or tweet us enough, that we will definitely have to say something because I feel bad. Well, yeah, specifically um, on if you tweet us, we'll probably get back to you faster because that's a public forum. Yeah, and it's shorter, mm-hmm. so you don't have to think about your reply as much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, any recos? Um, reco, 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 reco. Uh, um, yeah. If you're a, uh, if you're married, you know, you have a family, or even if you don't have kids, like family worship is an important thing mm-hmm. to make a habit of. Yeah. Um. I mean, we do it when we can. We're not um, super consistent with it, unfortunately. But nope. um, say maybe you, three times a week. Yeah, we need to get better about that. But um, yeah, 
do family worship. Yeah. As often as you can. Like ours looks like just we sing a song together, um, a worship song, obviously. Usually it's a hymn. Um, and then we read a chapter of a book right now where our church is going through Nehemiah. So we're going through Nehemiah together in our family worship time. And then we pray. And it takes like, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Super short because our two-year-old doesn't have a very long attention span. Exactly. Exactly. Um, You know, I, I don't know if it's cliche at this point, if you've heard it before, but like it really just keep it simple. It doesn't have, you don't have to prepare a huge, uh, a huge spiel, yeah. uh, especially for us with, with young kids. I mean, I, I feel like we used to take more time and I used to be more, um, I guess, hard on myself about it. Um, but that's not what it has to be. It's just a routine to show in a way to show your family, to show each other that God is first in our home, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, whether it's, whether you have kids or not, like it, it puts the primacy of, of scripture and of God, uh, before you. Mm-hmm. So like, even if you just read a chapter and what we've been doing is like, Hey, this verse stuck out to me. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. This verse stuck out to me. That, that's a cool concept. Awesome. Okay. Let's pray. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't have to be a long diatribe, um, Especially if you have kids, especially can't if you be. have kids, because they'll start screaming. Yes, um, because there are no pictures in your Bible. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I guess so. Uh, I feel kind of brain dead at this point. But what I'm going to reco is um, a good study Bible. I know that's kind of weird. That, that's kind of the opposite of what I just said and making it really simple. Um, but there's just in one of my classes that I'm taking is super cool digging into like the context in which. Uh, thing in specifically the context in which the old testament law was given to the israelites um you know i've grown up in the church so i know the stories pretty well but there are so many things that i didn't realize like how did the ancient mesopotamian religions of the time deal with um issues of evil in the world and God being good like how were their gods seen as good well okay their gods didn't actually create evil um, but their gods were also very temperamental, so they weren't altogether good like Jehovah is. Uh, so anyways, th- lots of things that I have never realized. So I say that to say study Bible is great because it can bring up a lot of things about the text that you don't realize. Even it gives you a lot more context. Context, yes, because um, God had had given these books to specific people for specific reasons and reading that in that context is super cool. And then like realizing that that in our context as new Testament Christians, it means even more because it's pointing (laughs) forward to Christ and like how um, amazing and intricate God has made his word is super cool. (laughs) So look into that stuff when you get a chance. Yeah. We use the Reformation study Bible from Ligonier. So Good stuff. Yep. Big fan of R.C. Sproul. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's a nice thick Bible. It's got all those, all those crazy notes in it, which is <laughs> a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it even has like confessions in the back, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like, that's how we went through the um, 1689 
London Baptist Confession. Yep. Yep. That was what we did for family worship for a while. Yep. And then read the uh, read the scriptures that were related to it as mm-hmm. well, which is, yeah, it was really good to go through and think about, in a way, a little systematic theology with our family. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Maybe we'll have an episode on confessions and how we see confessions. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. I said that really strange. Like I got up on the mic and talked about it. Anyways. Next time on So Talk to Me. (laughs) What's the deal with confessions? (laughs) All right. I think I heard Ollie. He's probably awake. Okay. Well, then till next time, It is almost 10 o'clock, so. Oh, man. We've been talking. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. All right. Till next time. Bye. Good bike. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I would recommend people watching that. <laughs> it is funny, but.